So I purchased two copies of his latest book, and the title of that book is? Profiles in Corruption. The only thing is it can be a little depressing, that book, because of what it reveals. Yeah, it, it, it can be. It, it angers a lot of people, and I get that and understand that. But my hope is that it's going to motivate people to action, uh, to hold our leaders into account. Because if we don't do it, nobody else will. Uh, you have a permanent political class in Washington that's self-serving. It involves people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, and they're certainly not going to hold each other into account. So we're going to have to do it ourselves. Now, you've worked with Sarah Palin. Uh, you've worked on a film about Ronald Reagan. You've worked with Steve Bannon. You've been in the hornet's nest, so to speak. How do you feel about the human? You know, I don't know about you, but I'm, 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 about, I'm, I'm over 10 years your senior at this point. And um, I would say my confidence in mankind is a little frayed. <laughs> well, I think one of the reasons that I'm a, a, a conservative or you know, what you might call a classical liberal is I distrust concentrated power. Uh, that's what our founding fathers believed in, too. And the reason is, if you look through human history, you have reasons to be skeptical of concentrated power because of human nature. And what we do in our research is we look at sort of the soft underbelly of what's going on in Washington, D.C., uh, and it's very messy. It's very dirty. It's very troubling. But it should not be that surprising. Uh, if we look through human history, we realize that when leaders have power and authority and it expands, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, it ends up leading to corrupt acts. And just because we're the United States of America, that doesn't change because human nature is a constant. I had an old friend that was able to buy a $38.4 million apartment in New York City. Okay, can you really sleep on a better bed? My grandfather used to have a little apartment in New York City. He said, can they sleep in a better bed? Can they eat more food than you're already eating? Why the, the I mean, you've been so close to all these power brokers that, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just so seductive. Greed and pride. Man, if we could get rid of greed and pride, why do people, it just seems to be they want more and more. Even the Biden family. You've been following this Biden family. It's insanity. Explain, give us a synopsis of what you said today when I heard you speak. Well, basically, uh, the Biden family has, has operated a, a commercial enterprise based on Joe Biden's political positions uh, and based on the actions they've taken. It's been a criminal, uh, I would argue, business enterprise. Uh, basically, Joe Biden has held political office. He was a U.S. senator. Uh, then he was vice president of the United States. Uh, and now it looks like he's going to be president of the United States. Uh, and during his, quote unquote, public service, his family, like, you know, moons orbiting the sun or orbiting a planet uh, have collected money and they've collected large sums of money from interested parties, primarily former government, former, sorry, foreign governments or foreign oligarchs who want favors from Joe Biden. And there's no denying this. No, there's no denying it. The money trails there. What they will say is there's no connection between these business deals and Joe Biden's position. But the fact of the matter is they get jobs, they get deals that they have no reason to get. They don't have the qualifications. They don't have the skill set. They don't have the background, but they get these deals because of who Joe Biden is, and they expect favors in return. And when you're talking about foreign entities like the Chinese government or Ukrainian oligarchs, they're not charities. They're not giving sweetheart deals to Hunter Biden or to James Biden, Joe Biden's brother, and not expecting something in return. Well, we know there's a paper trail of money that Biden has gotten, uh, Hunter, and then paying the $6,000 a month payment for the upkeep on uh, uh, soon-to-be President Biden. 
Biden's home, uh, the fact that uh, the, the credit card that he pays off, Neiman Marcus, what, did you say $50,000 on $52,000 one month? Well, you've got this, uh, this message that um, Hunter Biden sent to his daughter where he's basically complaining and saying, I pay half of this f- entire family's bills including pops, which means his father, uh, uh, Joe Biden. So, yeah, you have a clear situation where Hunter Biden was essentially the bag man who would go out and secure these foreign deals. But he, in return, is paying expenses uh, for his father and for his mother. This is the way that Joe Biden is a direct beneficiary of the foreign deals that his son is engaging in. Okay, I'm sure you saw the tapes back in 1988 where they, uh, Biden was caught lying, saying he had three degrees. He only had one. He was in the top of his class. He was the bottom of his class. And even Sam Donaldson, even these left-wing uh, journalists said his career is over. So he backed out of the presidential race back then, but he just stuck around and people yeah. forget. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. He's been a fixture of Washington for, you know, really since 1972. Uh, when he was first elected to the Senate at age 49. He has no experience in the private sector. And yet during that time period, his uh, son, Hunter, uh, his daughter, Ashley, through her husband, his two brothers and his sister uh, have all become wealthy courtesy of Joe Biden's political power. So it's a classic example of a permanent political class that has enriched itself through its position. Are these people born with deceit? I remember uh, Mayor Corning. He was the oldest living mayor in the United States of America when I was younger, my teens of Albany, New York. Uh, A reporter said, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get him. I'm going to nail him down. He goes up to the mayor. He says, Mayor, what's your favorite color? There's a pregnant pause. He goes, well, I like plaid. (laughs) How about when they ask Clinton, did you ever smoke pot? He goes, well, I put it to my lips, but I did not inhale it. Now, that's just, that's pure genius as far as everybody that ever smoked pot related to him and everybody that didn't smoke pot related to him. Yeah, look, I think... Where do they get this from? It's uncanny. I I think, you know, politicians are always looking a way to sort of straddle things. I think one of the reasons that Donald Trump one in 2016. One of the reasons that you've seen Bernie Sanders arise on the left is people have gotten tired of kind of the nuanced sort of calculated response. They want genuineness. Uh, and I think that's it's going to be very hard for Joe Biden to kind of thread the needle on these scandals uh, by giving these sort of, you know, smart, calculated answers. I think most people have become cynical and frustrated enough that they're going to see through them. So I think it's going to be very hard for him to dismiss uh, but these greatest claims. insurance policies is we don't want Kamala in there. And then we not nobody's going to take down Kamala because then we got Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> well, you know, as that I would say, be hell on earth. <laughs> as I always say, you can't put a political calculation on fighting corruption. If Joe Biden and his family engaged in criminal activity, which I believe they did uh, in these commercial deals, they need to they need to pay the piper. They need to face uh, the criminal justice system because if we allow them to get away with this, it will become imitated by everyone. Every Everybody will say, well, the Bidens did it. Why can't I do it? And then True. we're going to have a situation where they draw a line in the sand. Yeah, you're going to have political figures from both sides of the aisle lining up to do deals overseas. So in my view, 
uh, whether it's Kamala Harris or whoever, you cannot make a political calculation. If this is a question of criminal misconduct, it needs to be handled accordingly. Let's go back to you and your beginnings. You've written novels. You've uh, worked on documentary films. You've been involved with the the rich and famous, uh, particularly the movers and shakers of Washington. Did you get sucked into this somehow? Was this your intention? I mean, were you studying to be a, 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 um, a an author? Or how did this all happen to you? Well, I got interested in corruption because I realized that a lot of people weren't doing the deep research and looking at it. Um, you know, it's very hard. I think some reporters don't have the ideological inclination because they don't want to go after certain people. Other reporters are lazy because uh, this is very hard work to sort of follow the money. I mean, the research we did on Hunter Biden and his deals in China took us eight and a half, nine months. So, you know, it's, funds you, it's, by the way, because you have a think tank. What's the name of your think we tank? Do. We have a 501c3 called the Government Accountability Institute. You can go to it. Um, go to cronyism.com. It will take you to our website, and we're supported by Americans across the country. There's a donate uh, button there, but uh, we're tax deductible, and we're educational, and we look at corruption on both sides of the aisle. We've called out Republicans and Democrats, uh, you know, when we find it, and that's what we're going to continue to do. But is, is it supported by just a few really rich people, or? No, we have all sorts of donors. Uh, from around the country. We do have some that are, that are let's say, high net worth individuals that How are did supportive. Initi- did they help you initial, initially start this up? Or? Yeah. We are initially, you the head guy of that? Yeah, I'm the president of it. And, uh, Does Seamus work for you? Yes, yeah, Seamus. Okay, Seamus, by the way, folks, is a friend of mine. He's only 30 years of age. I think he's supposed to get married soon, isn't he? Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, oh, James Bruner is his dad, who's an attorney up in Tallahassee, knew him in upstate New York he went, when he ran for uh, some sort of an office. But anyway, uh, so uh, Seamus seems to be following in your footsteps. He's really a bright young man. Yeah, he's written a couple of books, and I'm hoping he's going to do more. So Seamus is a great part of the team, very valuable part of our team. I'm glad you guys found each other. Okay, so uh, once again, your website is? Uh, cronyism.com. You can, you can find us. We have reports on there, uh, links to our research, our media uh, appearances. You can find out more information about how we operate. Well, we need a watchdog like you more than ever because the press is certainly not doing their job. There is no fourth estate anymore. That's exactly right, and we want to fill that gap. Well, if there's any way we can help you down here, you know, this is a very affluent community. We have more Fortune 500 retired CEOs than any zip code in the United States of America. I tell you that. So I've got your number. I'll be calling you to do some more interviews. (laughs) That's great. Thanks so much. I enjoyed this. All right. This is the mayor there. He's got to take a break. It's not over yet.